0: Hello everybody and welcome to Penguins to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or wherever you get your podcast from. I'm your host Nick Berlansky and we continue to roll on through the 2022-23 Pittsburgh Penguins player reviews. We'll be doing two players per episode. As you may well know, we've finished and closed the book On the forwards, I'm done talking about forwards from 2022-23. Let's start to look at the blue line. And you can't look at the blue line without going further than Chris Letang and Brian Dumlin. Now, it may not have been the Penguins' top pairing at the end of the season, but it was the Penguins' top pairing at the beginning of the season and throughout the first quarter of the year, not to mention the past seven seasons of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Let's start with Brian Dumlin. He had one goal on the year. He's not a goal scorer. Never has been. That was tied for 16th on the Pens. He had 24 assists, which was very surprising. That was 8th on the Penguins, which put him at 25 total points. Top 10. I don't think I would have been able to guess that Brian Dumlin would have finished in the top 10 in scoring for the Pittsburgh Penguins in 2022-23, but it was that kind of season, I guess. Underlying stats... Not quite up to Brian Dumoulin's normal standards. 51.7% of the shot attempts, which was 14th. 51% of the expected goals for, which was 18th on the team. And 51.4% of the scoring chances, which was 15th on the team. That tells the story pretty clearly. Brian Dumoulin took a step back in 2022-23. And when you're 31 years old and you've had several significant lower body injuries... As a defenseman, no less, you're probably not going to get a lot of that back. So my overall thoughts for him. Career high in points. Again, didn't see that one coming. He did have a few runs that were pretty good, right? He looked like classic Brian Dumlin for a couple stretches of four games here, four games here. A couple performances in a row that you're like, okay, he's starting to build. But overall... You just knew that he was the goat of the blue line. And not goat as in greatest of all time, goat as in farm animal. Right? There were times where he drew the ire of the Penguins fan base more than Jeff Carter. There were times where he drew it more than Mikhail Granlin. There were times where he drew it more than Kasperi Kapanen. There were times where he was the most hated player on the team. And You hate to see that, especially for a guy that has been so good for so long in such an elevated role, and a role that really is thankless, right? He is Chris Letang's safety net, or he was at least Chris Letang's safety net for the better part of a really solid stretch of time for a good team. They won two Stanley Cups. They won nine playoff series in a row. He was one of the anchors of that unit. He was one of the most important parts of that unit. But he was miscast early in the season as himself. And by that, I mean when the season started, Mike Sullivan had Brian Dumoulin right up there next to Chris Letang. And I get it. The guy has been able to do it for the most part for the past seven seasons. There were signs that he was slowing down last year. But certainly, nobody could have imagined what he was going to look like this season. Because realistically, I don't think it's an over-exaggeration to say his performance kind of fell off a cliff. Right? It did. Now, part of that is, he's over the age of 30. The other part of that is, he's coming off of a torn knee. Makes things pretty hard, especially as a defenseman, when you're turning and you're pivoting and you're trying to skate backwards, shift forwards, trying to stay up with a very, very fast, very young NHL. So he was miscast playing top pair of minutes next to Chris Letang when he just isn't that guy anymore. Does not mean that he can't be a decent NHLer for some other team next season. He might even be back with the Pittsburgh Penguins next season. But there is no way, on God's green earth, that I'm letting that man, if I'm the Penguins I should say, that I'm letting that man play top pairing minutes, that I'm letting that man play alongside Chris Letang, unless maybe it's on the penalty kill. So, while a lot of people got after Brian Dumlin this year, and rightfully so, his performance and in, really inspired that kind of discussion about him. It's not like he's below NHL standards. He'd be a perfectly fine third-pairing defenseman if played in the right role. The only problem is the Penguins just have too much money tied up in 30-plus-year-old defensemen. Letang, he's a unicorn, but still 35-plus years old. Jeff Petrie's contract is, whew, we'll get to him a little later this week. Jan Ruda, and even Chad Ruweedle. I know it's one year at $800,000, but that's going to add to the total. And it just doesn't seem feasible to bring back a guy in Brian Dumoulin. Let's talk about Chris Latang, though. Interesting season for Chris Latang. I think that is uh, Barry in the lead if I just said it at that. We've had numerous discussions about the type of year that Chris Latang had off the ice, right? We've talked about it the stroke, the passing of his father, Claude, lower body injury that he dealt with in the middle of the season. It was well-documented. It has been well-documented both on this show and just in every other news media outlet. There's a reason he is a finalist for the NHL's Masterton Trophy. And in my eyes, he is the Masterton Trophy winner. I would assume that's what's going to happen. Who knows? But I think he deserves it. But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the season that he had on the, scene, on the year. 12 goals which was good for 8th on the ten on the team, 29 assists, which was good for 5th on the Pittsburgh Penguins, for 41 points, which was 7th on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay, it's a step back from the career year he had at the age of 35, but it is a pretty decent year when it comes to point production. 51.7% of the shot attempts, which was 12th on the team, 53.7% of the expected goals, 13th and 52% of the scoring chances, which is 12th. A little... Below what you would hope to see from your best defenseman. But there's also factors that play into that that we all are aware of, right? Factors like he plays 28 minutes a night where nobody else does. Not even Crosby, not Malkin. They don't play that much time. Chris Letang does. For the entire first quarter of the season, he played with Brian Dumlin, who instead of being that steadying force for him, was a liability behind him and he just hadn't adjusted yet, right? He, he's been playing for seven years knowing, hey, the guy behind me has got me covered. Beginning of the season, he probably still felt that, but the guy behind him in Brian Dumlin didn't always have him covered, and that caused some issues defensively. I'm not going to say that he had a perfect season. He never does. You're kidding yourself if you're going to believe that he's going to go out there and be the best defensive defenseman That you've ever seen. You're kidding yourself if you think he's going to go out there. And he's going to play perfect hockey. And not turn the puck over. The reason he is so electrifying. Is that he plays at a level. Offensively. That few other defensemen in the NHL can do. You're seeing it more often now. But he's still a unicorn. At the age of what 36, 37. And I would put him up there. Skating ability, maybe not foot speed, but skating ability in general. Passing ability, his shot, I would put him up there with most of these young defensemen in the NHL and say, he's right there with them. Now, he does make some stupid mistakes. He does miss defensive assignments. But where have you been if you think this is new? This has been Chris Letang for the majority of his career, and that's why, listen, if you've disliked Chris Letang for the majority of his career. Okay, you just you don't like living with the mistakes to get all the positive attributes. But the Pittsburgh Penguins do. That's why they gave him that 6-year contract because the best name to lead this blue line was still Chris Letang. And I think the best thing that you could ask for Not the best thing you could ask for, but a really positive sign was there were no signs of physical deterioration when he was on the ice. His skating remained near impeccable, his speed didn't take any noticeable dips, and his shot is still as lethal as ever. Now, we'd like to see it a little bit more often. I think it's Phil Bork that says, oh, don't you just love to watch Chris Letang shoot the puck? You do. Unfortunately, he doesn't do it enough especially on the power play. So you hope that he adds that, but again, at this point, over the age of 35, is he really going to start shooting the puck more often? It's in his nature to be pass first on the power play. It was kind of pounded into him, pounded into his brain. Hey, you have Malkin, you have Crosby. For the longest time, you had Phil Kessel, right? You have Jake Gensel. You have these scorers around you, facilitate. Quarterback on the power play. He needs to take more shots. Power play in general needs to, but that's a discussion for a different day. And it was an adjustment for him this year. He lost his wingman of almost eight seasons in Brian Dumlin. You saw the Penguins practically officially make that switch towards the latter half of the season once Latang returned from injury. And it was Marcus Pedersen up there. Even P.O. Joseph played I would say over 10 games, I don't know the exact number, but I would assume he played 10 to 15 games on the top pairing with Chris Letang. But with Pedersen, it took a minute for those two to mesh. However, they did, right? There was a stretch where they figured it out right before Pedersen got injured late in the season. And now that's likely the top pairing heading into next season. The Penguins, we don't know if they're going to bring back Brian Dumoulin. We don't know if whoever's the new general manager, which looking like Kyle Dubas as of right now. We'll get into that tomorrow. But Eric Tolsky, he's out. So too is... Why am I forgetting? I'm blanking on the name. The guy from McKinnon from the Devils. I was blanking on it. Botterill still not officially eliminated. Matthew Darsh looking more and more like a key option. And like I said, Kyle Dubas is the white whale. That is just waiting in the wings and we're unsure of where that is because he came in at the 11th hour on Friday. But we don't know whichever of those men end up being the general manager. We don't know if they're going to bring back Brian Dumlin. But if they do, you still need to change up the top pairing. You cannot go into the season even believing that that is plan B. That needs to be plan D. And let's face it, the Penguins have gotten to that point several seasons where, all right, we're down four or five defensemen. Go to plan D. We saw Taylor Fadoon play games this season, for Christ's sake. But that's where Brian Dumlin and Chris Letang being the top pairing needs to be. Plan D, as in dog, at the very best. So they need a new defense pairing. I think Patterson-Letang is probably where you go right now. I know they were in for the Chickrens deal at the deadline. They were a name to be talked about in that entire saga. They didn't end up getting the, the door prize, and I don't know where they're going to go this offseason or if there's even a name out there that would fit in that role in the top pairing on the left side. But as of now, it's Pedersen and Latang. We'll talk about Pedersen on Friday, but Latang himself it was a decent season. All things considered, it ended up being a decent season, and he ended it very well take out the last couple of games because nobody on the Penguins looked good in the last couple of games. Columbus. Chicago. Couple of those Tuesday games that we always talked about that they just didn't show up on Tuesdays for some odd reason. I don't know. But hey. Couple of big moments for Chris Letang. He had that four point game against Florida that is going to be one for the record books. One for the career highlight reel. He hit the 1,000 game plateau. Was the first Pittsburgh Penguin to ever play 1,000 games in this uniform. And he set a franchise record for overtime winning goals in one season by a defenseman, three. Franchise record for the Penguins and also one shy of the overall NHL record currently held by Shane Gostespierre and Scott Niedermeyer. Not sure about Gostespierre, but Niedermeyer is good company to keep as far as a defenseman goes. But hey, if you have anything to say against Chris Letang, anything you want to share about Brian Dumlin, Leave us a comment on YouTube at Inside the Penguins. Leave us a review at Tip of the Iceberg anywhere you get your podcast. from. Five stars would be appreciated. Four stars. If you're eh, so-so, I would prefer five stars. And if you're going to do three stars, just forget it. There's not really even an option. But that's going to do it for this episode of Penguins to Go. We'll see you guys next time.